Hey, I'm Derek Watts, and this is Carte Blanche, the podcast. Here you will find in-depth stories on the issues that matter, while we also bring you exclusive interviews and analysis to help you better understand the stories behind the headlines. So turn up the volume and settle in. Caravanning is big business in South Africa. Avid campers pour hundreds of thousands into making their caravans a home, kitting it out with only the best. So when a reputable caravan retailer suddenly went belly up, clients wanted answers. What they discovered left the caravanning community stunned. Caravanning is a great South African tradition which has been booming in recent years. People book their campsites years in advance and meet people from across the country. And of course they compare caravans and equipment. Around Cape Town, Tigerberg Caravans has been a top seller for these vans and they go for anything up to a million rands. They established 1994 a solid reputation with all its customers and many felt they knew the owner Ben Barber and his son-in-law Wesley Dempster as friends, almost family. Wesley is a very charming individual um, and yeah, a nice guy. From 2020, Wesley ran things on behalf of his father-in-law. Francois de Brain was their top salesman and business boomed after the pandemic. Yeah, close to your summer months, you know, with school holidays, then it went well. Um, then selling caravans, anything between 15 to 20 on good months. And Wesley could sell ice to an Eskimo. Look, 140 is it's actually going for 149, which I'm sure, man, we can make a plan. We can work on the pricing there. We were told Wesley, the sales manager, is basically taking over. Um, of course, nobody questioned because he's the son-in-law of the owner. And we did what we were told. Basically, say cash deals in this account, and then your normal financial deals in the normal account, which was APSA. So it was an F&B and APSA account. Two bank accounts for a business isn't unusual, but apparently the owner wasn't aware of it, and Wesley was diverting millions of rands into the second account. Wesley strung everyone along, selling caravans without their knowledge and not paying them out. Edwin Harvey took early retirement to travel the country with his wife, they lived in their much-loved caravan for a year, and when it needed repairs, he took it to the place he trusted, Tigerberg Caravans. In the meantime, they booked a room. Edwin, this wasn't just your caravan. It was our home, yeah. When we went back to go collect some of the personal belongings, we discovered the caravan was not there anymore. Wesley had sold their caravan without telling them or agreeing a price. I asked him, what did you sell my caravan for? And he kept on avoiding the amount he sold it for. Before long, Wesley began driving around in flashy new cars. I think it was an uh, F-Type Jag, a ML65 AMG, and, a, and his wife was driving in, I think, an XJ6. He said it was his uncle that had immigrated, and he was able to look after it. 
All it took was one unhappy customer to tug at the proverbial thread, and the whole yarn unraveled. Now we're going to meet the man who blew the lid on this whole saga. Carl Fitchton was owned 225,000 rands after Wesley sold his caravan. And he wasn't paying up, so Carl got his lawyer involved. He phoned me the next morning and said, I've got very bad news for you. Um, Wesley's been dismissed because there's fraud involved. He then got in touch with me, I think it was the following day, and said, Carl, I'm very sorry to tell you, but they've filed for voluntary liquidation. News travelled like wildfire and an avalanche of caravanners responded. I posted on a few campsites my story. I realised um, I could not be the only one in this situation. After Carl blew the scam apart on Facebook, he set up a WhatsApp group. Pretty soon there were about 80 people supporting each other and trying to unravel the mess. And the extent of the fraud began to be revealed. Wesley and Ben Barber stopped answering their phones and locked the gates, trapping people's caravans inside. Weeks went by without answers. I've sort of basically accepted that I've, I've, I've lost 500,000 for the wife. Coming out of the out of the depression when I retired and this hits you. Boom, downhill. It just spirals down again. And, and when she, you wake up at night and you're lying next to her and she's crying. But how does it leave you and Elise with your retirement plans? Unbeknown to his customers, Wesley was juggling caravans that didn't belong to him. This is how he did it. He allegedly forged signatures on change of ownership documents and photographed registration papers instead of having the original or latest documents. Then he transferred them into Tigerberg Caravan's name, illegally. But what bamboozled people was how vehicle identification plates or VIN numbers were swapped around. The VIN number is the identifying signature of any vehicle. And uh, the VIN plates were just ripped off most of these caravans. But underneath it should be engraved on the chassis, but it's just been ground off. So in many cases these VIN numbers were just changed to match other registration papers. So now, who knows who owns that caravan? Wayne McKenzie retrieved his van just before the gates were locked. It had been in for repairs, and when he got home, he saw the VIN plates gone and the spare tire swapped out for an old one. And that while Wayne was still paying off the bank. So what does the bank say? Uh, that when Tigerberg Caravans went into the liquidation, um, I phoned them for the latest, and they phoned me back about an hour later asking me if I had it. The bank never managed to get the original documents from Wesley. So I've been paying monthly on something that I don't own, the bank doesn't own. With the VIN plate removed, what was Wesley up to? VIN numbers were being ripped off or re-engraved. Didn't you see any of that? When Wesley was doing something and I asked him, I said, what are you doing here, boss? He said, you don't need to know. And that's when I turned around and I walked away. We've arrived at Tigerberg Caravans and uh, yeah, it's an absolute circus. This wasn't arranged. These people are looking for their caravans or to see who now owns them. Pierre, have you got a different story here? Eventually when the bubble burst here, yeah, they um, 
I checked the, the, the VIN number on the, on the caravan itself, on the chassis. It didn't correspond to the legal documents that I have in my possession. I've got paperwork saying I've got a caravan, but it's not in my yard. <laughs> the WhatsApp group has become a support base of people trying to make sense of the fraud in their losses, like newly divorced Olivia Sadie, a mother of five young children. I'm so glad it's still here. This was going to be the start of my new life with my kids. Oh. This is the school fees. I really needed this money. There's been times where my nervous system, where I've just been shaking because this is, this is all the money I have, you know, left. And it's standing half a meter away and I can't get to it. It all came to a head in August when Ben Barber discovered the second bank account. He fired Wesley and filed for voluntary liquidation. Wesley hastily tried covering his tracks. He sends me a WhatsApp and he says, listen, Faf, delete everything from your PC to do with F&B. Delete everything off your phone, which I didn't. The police say that they are investigating 39 cases of fraud and theft, amounting to 23 million rands, and anticipate there will be more. Do you think Wesley was the mastermind? I find it extremely difficult that the owners of the business, Ben Barber and his daughters, that work in the office above the shop, overlooking the sales department, and watch caravans go in and out all the time and not see it on their books, doesn't make sense to me. Wesley Dempster's lawyers say he won't be providing a statement and police are investigating. Ben Barber said his family is traumatized and declined an interview. Francois is the only one left answering the phone. Looking back, do you think you may have been naive? I think so. I should have, I don't know, it's... Because my mind, like I say, I, I tried to do my job and I didn't think much of it until it was, until it all came out. And this is actually bigger than what I thought. Francois fears for his safety as Wesley and some customers have threatened him. With a wife and three children to support, he's anxious to clear his name. My best thing is to try it. Sorry, I'm emotional. <sighs> to help the clients that bought from us, or Tiger Caravans, and um, just to get everything the way it was, I don't know. Really taking a toll on your house. Mobile retirement homes, life savings, and holiday dreams stolen. Carl's case against the new owner of his van is yet to go to court. The liquidators released Olivia's caravan. But the rest wait for the police. Campsites are booked, but who gets to take the caravan this December when so many different people own the same van? At least the liquidators are slowly getting some clients' caravans back. We'll keep you posted on developments in the months to come. We love sharing these unique and eye-opening stories with you. If you have friends and family living overseas, they can also join in on the Carte Blanche conversation. Tell them to find Carte Blanche, the podcast, 
now on all major podcast platforms.